Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to part two, and I believe our final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 2nd, 2010. <clears throat> Next article is uh, the depopulation links between J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, and the vaccination contamination uh, subject. This is, these are all very recent, it's from April 30th. A medical investigation into the su- suspicious outbreaks and propaganda used to sell drugs and vaccines has exposed investment bankers at J.P. Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs for plotting a shock, stress, frighten, poison, and kill bones of people, most profitably, pharmaceutically. That was really poorly written, what I just read, but that's the way they had it written. For plotting to shock, stress, frighten, poison, and kill bones of people. Um, <clears throat> pharmaceutically, according to the editor-in-chief of Medical Veritas Journal. While researching the partnership for New York City, Wall Street's wealth, and that's an actual organization, it's abbreviated PFNYC, Partnership for New York City. While researching them, Wall Street's wealthiest, while researching this organization, Wall Street's wealthiest industrialist, Harvard-trained public health health expert Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz and investigative journalist Sherry Kane discovered shocking evidence of a conspiracy to commit global genocide by generating diseases and death to advance profitable pharmaceutical depopulation schemes. Population planners at the highest levels of government and medical and industry conspired to spread diseases, vaccines, drugs, and death most profitably according to the research published in the latest Medical Veritas. In in a related special report posted on YouTube, Dr. Horowitz urged humanitarian organizations and activist groups worldwide to issue investigations, alerts, civil complaints, and criminal charges to stop the pharmaceutical depopulation plot because of its risks genetic inheritance. Because it risks genetic inheritance new pandemics, and the possible extinction of the human race. Uh, Dr. Horowitz says, Corruption in the drug industry is rampant and transparent. Investment bankers at J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, who acquired controlling interest in the largest drug firms during mergers and acquisitions, have placed depopulation near the top of their list of geopolitical priorities. Their depopulation agents are now in top positions in government, finance, and industry. Now again, I've stated this before, but I mean, this is part of the religion of the coming New World Order. You look at the Georgia Guidestones, the New World Order Ten Commandments, and the first commandment is to reduce world population to 500 million, which would be about a 95% reduction of current population. So, when you have that going on, uh, it really shouldn't be any mystery that they would be trying to maneuver people with that same agenda into the highest levels of government and finance and, you know, political arenas. The, popu- the depopulation plan is supported by the world's wealthiest people, <clears throat> including Bill Gates, who admittedly funds vaccinations to reduce global populations by 10 to 15%. We just gave that report in two or three weeks ago regarding Bill Gates, and he's openly admitting it the vaccinations are going to be one of the main things that they're going to use to depopulate the planet. Yet, they're they're saying they're given for humanitarian reasons. You know, and they'll show you all these pictures of these starving dead kids, or or starving uh, little children, and acting like we need to get help to them and support. And their help and their support is vaccinating them 
and doing all kinds of other things to kill them off quicker. Leading population planners and economic developers advance identical plans to call the world's population to one billion. Killing six out of seven people globally, most profitably, requires planning and an unprecedented conspiracy to commit genocide by applying advances in genetic biotechnologies exclusively available and affordable to drug companies controlled by investment bankers, Dr. Horowitz adds. Remember, they're going to get rich at the same time they're killing everybody off. Now, I've done a whole teaching on, I've done several, multiple teachings on the vaccination issues. I've also done one on the whole pharmacia sorcery pharmaceutical industry, and I give you the link to that at the end of this article that you can go listen to. The doctor points out that the fact that the U.S. Treasury Department officials previously operated J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs on behalf of the majority stockholders and their partners in the pharmaceutical companies and were heavily representative represented in uh, this organization, the partnership for New York City that I would stated earlier, they were he- heavily represented in that organization and then in other trade organizations that negotiate multi-billion dollar government purchases of drugs and vaccines. See, it's all tied together. The government, the pharmaceutical companies, and then these, these monetary uh, banks and these types of things, like J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, it's, they're all interlinked and tied together. They're all profiting off the death of humanity and the sickness of humanity. A sick population is also very easy to control. So if they can create a weak, sickly population dependent on their pharmacia and their sorcery, which is where we get the root word for sorcery in the Bible from, pharmacia, which is where we get the word pharmacy and pharmaceuticals and these types of things, if they can create a population like that, then they're winning both ways. Not only are they killing everybody quicker, but they're controlling you, they're creating a sick population, and they're making money. Let's go further. Researchers, including vaccination contamination expert Dr. Vera Schneibner, reports in the current issue of Medical Veritas that the polio virus vaccines are produced in African green monkey kidney cells, and I should say African green diseased kidney cells, cultures, routinely contaminated with transmissible cancer viruses. I believe it's the SV40. Yes, it's the SV40. And a lot of these people that got this vaccination back in the 60s and whenever, 70s, that was contaminated with the SV40 SV40 cancer virus in the polio vaccine, it's like a ticking time bomb in their body. And eventually they turn up with cancer. And wow, we can't cure the cancer. We don't don't know how to do anything about it. And they die. It's a depopulation tool. By reviewing drug company patents, Dr. Horowitz learned that the makers of the H1N1 swine flu and the rotavirus vaccines use the same cultures, risking Recombinations, genetic mutations, and unstoppable transmissions of deadly agents threatening new pandemics. So in other words, the very thing they're injecting into you, and we've talked extensively about this whole H1N1 swine flu scam, but the very things they're injecting into you are most likely going to be the very things that end up killing you. They're not going to protect you. In fact, you're at greater risk for contracting H1N1. We just reported on that 
uh, was either last week or the week before. Week after week after week, we've reported on these things, confirming and cross-confirming everything that we've ever told you about the whole vaccination plot and how it's absolutely a tool of Satan. That is all it is, pure and simple. This best explains why public health officials are preparing for vaccine-transmitted H1N1 cloned in monkey cells to recombine with the bird flu H5N1 currently circulating. Now, let's break that down, okay? Because I did do a 14-city tour on the avian flu uh, back in 05, and the DVD um, is available up on Cutting Edge. And uh, if you want to go watch it online, you can just key it in. I believe it's up on YouTube. I, you can actually see me doing the presentation. Um, but anyway... Let's go further here. Public health officials are preparing for the vaccine transmitted H1N1. Now, that was the one that got all the press last year that we talked about. H1N1. Cloned in monkey cells to recombine with the bird flu, the avian bird flu, H5N1, which was the one we heard about a lot more about four to five years ago. Okay? That's why they're expecting them to actually combine which would be called recombination, okay? Some combination of them that was twice as deadly as anything that they ever were in their original form. And this is what I believe they're actually trying to release and create. So, uh, H5N1 is some really, really bad stuff. According to the to the statistics I saw just by itself back in 05, it had about a 60% kill rate. So, again, I know we just got through with this last debacle of last season's flu thing, and I was doing everything I could do to warn the people, and I believe there was a lot of prayers going up, and I believe that's why it was averted. In God's mercy, he averted it from the prayers of the saints. But, most likely, we're going to have to do the same thing this year, because they're only going to keep trying harder and harder and harder until this thing actually, they're actually able to pull off this pandemic, which is just one more reason they can impose martial law. There's so many different reasons that we could be under martial law, and then if that were the case, Obama would never have to step down as well. You you have the, the potential for the H5N1, or H1N1, some type of pandemic, some type of, or multiple natural disasters, whether it be a volcano, whether it be earthquakes, whether it be whatever, now you have environmental disasters like this thing happening out in the Gulf. You have you could have a false flag nuclear event. Uh, the, you, the list kind of goes on and on. A lot of different things could, could actually trigger that. Okay, going further, besides the inadequacies of safety testing, new vaccines without using placebo controls, it is the issue of reliability of information that concerns more than half of the medical physicians polled since they became aware that the entire medical industry has been hijacked by Wall Street's pharmaceutical profiteers. I've said this before, but this whole thing about medicine, and the whole thing about, oh, we just need to keep giving to medicine. March of Dimes, you got the pink uh, ribbon campaign now, and I just put out an email on that, how they've teamed up now with KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. And the buckets for the cure scam. 
knowing that people that are going to eat fried foods, which is one of the most cancer-causing things you can possibly put in, particularly if the oil is reused over and over, which is what they do in the fast food industry, the more you keep reusing that oil, and it also there's oils that are much more carcinogenic, but the more you keep using the oil, the more free radicals are produced, and the more free radicals that are, that are produced, and the more trans fatty acids that are produced, the higher cancer-causing it becomes. So, the buckets for the cure is such a scam because you're actually eating the very food that's going to give you cancer. All of these Jerry's kids, and oh, we're just so close to the cure. It's a total, total scam. Why don't they ever come up with a cure for anything? Because the pharmaceutical companies are a for-profit enterprise traded on the New York stock market, and they're designed to make money. And if they invent a cure for anything... A profit center is gone for them. They don't want that. They want to keep you sick. They want to keep you dumbed down. That is the bottom line. And that's what the medical industry is absolutely, totally intertwined with. And I'm not saying there's, there's doctors out there and they're all evil. I'm not saying that, okay? But unfortunately, the system that they're in is fundamentally corrupted and flawed. And the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. And their foundation has been corrupted from its very inception. And I've given that story in times past. I'm not even going to get into that again. But the actual foundation of the medical industry was totally corrupted and polluted. So... The medical industry has been hijacked by Wall Street's pharmaceutical profiteers. It's been that way since it's literally since the modern day medical industry's inception. It's just gotten worse. Now they are learning from people, famous people like Bill Gates, that the world's wealthiest people are administering vaccinations for depopulation. And the vaccination thing is all part of this. Gates says at the TED conference uh, February of this year, and I reported on this extensively. We had a whole section we talked about him. He says, I love vaccines. And this is why he was lecturing on ways to reduce global populations to stem environmental pollution. The links between the directors of major drug companies, mainstream media moguls, and investment bankers at J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs are so obvious and incriminating. And the dispersion of unsafe vaccines so common and disturbing. Only profitable depopulation as a planned outcome of pharmaceutical investments can explain the current situation and cover up. This is why you got to get educated. We're not supposed to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. You could be the most on-fire Christian on the planet, and here you are, taking in all your vaccines. Some of them are probably cultured off aborted babies. Who knows what kind of curses you could be bringing on yourself from injecting that witch's brew into your body and into the body of your children. Who knows what kind of curses that you could be putting on yourself unknowingly. We can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. It is possible. The Bible says it in Hosea 4, 6. 2 Corinthians 2, 11, again I say... You know, not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. This is why this ministry exists. So that Satan doesn't get an advantage of you. It's a niche ministry. It's not, all ministries aren't supposed to be the same, are they? The Bible says, can the finger say to the eye, depart of me, I have no need of you? 
well, this is what the Lord's convicted me to do. I have a I have an extensive background in healthcare, okay, and in alternative medicine. So, I mean, a board certified chiropractor, um, actually board certified acupuncturist as well. I just don't ever do that anymore because that was one of the things God got me out of. And I pretty much walked away from my practice and all of that to focus on this. And God's provided me a way to do that, praise the Lord. And I, oh, I do want to take the time here to thank all the people that write me and uh, tell me they're praying for, for me in this ministry and my daughter and, and um, all the people that have sent in donations. You know, may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you and I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. Uh, and as much as I've been... Um, overwhelmed as of late with the death of my mom and my dad and, and all the things that surround that and, and the ministry being taken off sermon audio, I mean, just overwhelmed on so many levels. You know, the Lord's given me the grace to get through it in these teachings. I've been able to continue, praise the Lord Jesus Christ, because I feel like this is the one thing that I've got to keep going. It's the one thing I've really been convicted to keep going as well, is trying to get this information up on a weekly basis so that we are warned. Not to say that I have all the answers, and not to say there's not a lot of other people doing this type of work as well. But for the for the majority of ministries that are up there, this is, this is very much a minority. It's not popular stuff. This isn't stuff that's going to tickle your ears and make you feel good most of the time. So... But, you know, we just have to be faithful with what the Lord's called us to do. So anyway, um, praise the Lord Jesus Christ for, for all that. And let's go further. Uh, they go on to say, Ingrid Castle, a leading vaccine risk awareness activist, says, quote, Complete censorship was the only option officials have had to prevent a meltdown in public opinion about the medicine and the pharmaceutical industry. In other words, it's completely censored on the news and in the newspapers and in the mainstream media. All of the stuff that I just went over, as easy as it actually is to find, particularly with the advent of the internet, they have to completely censor this. And then she goes on to say, this explains why news of this vaccination depopulation plan has been neglected by the special interest influenced media. Investigating conflicting pharmaceutical interests, influencing news coverage, Sherry Kane, previously a writer for Fox News in Los Angeles, learned that the majority of shareholders in Fox, Time Warner, News Corp, and the Wall Street Journal are heavily invested in Glaxo, SmithKline, and Merck's CSL Laboratories, both makers of risky drugs and vaccines. We just were talking about Glaxo, SmithKline last week on their corruption. So, I mean, to me, all that's all I would need to know. Who has their money in this? These are the very people that want to depopulate and kill you. This is their religion. This is the religion of Mother Gaia. Mother Gaia, they say, is grieved. And she has to purge the planet of all these people that are inhabiting Mother Gaia. Why do they, why do they talk about Mother Gaia and they leave out Father Time? I, I just can't understand. No, sorry, just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, um, but they talk about that. This whole Mother Gaia thing. And that we've got to go. We've got to be herded into the cities and let the wilderness have her whatever, give it back to Mother Gaia, and we've got to purge the world of 
you know, anywhere from, you know, I've heard 50 to 95% of the plan. It depends who you talk to. It depends on a given day what their agenda is. Hopefully, if you've been a listener for a while, this issue isn't even an issue of debate anymore. Even today's issue. I mean, just go back and listen to some more. Go up to YouTube and key in Scott Johnson and vaccination. On my word, you'll you'll get your boat loaded. Um, or Pharmakia, Scott Johnson Pharmakia. You'll, you'll find, actually, I have that link at the end of this article. Which, the PDF will be connected with the teaching as it is every week up on contendingfortruth.com. Uh, and there are some other websites up there of listeners that are putting these new, these up as well. So praise the Lord. And I'm glad for that. Very, very glad. Because I really don't want to have just one person putting up my teachings. Because then I can be... Or, or one website putting up teachings. Because then that website can be zeroed in on. But there's so many people that have put them up. It's going to be kind of tough for them to... to uh, you know, because there's so many different people that have done this. And praise the Lord for that. Uh, let's go further. Lloyd Blankfein, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, became a major shareholder in AstraZeneca following his direction of the company's acquisition of the H1N1 flu mist maker, uh, Metimune. Blank, Blankfein, or Blankfein has also leveraged the ABC Disney. Oh, now we get into Disney. And we've done a whole Gigantic study on them, how corrupt they are, and how wicked they are. Blankfein has also leveraged ABC Disney following their merger with money he raised through GlaxoSmithKline investors. This resulted in Dr. Oz's heavy promotion of the H1N1 vaccine on ABC last year. How did Dr. Oz promote this primarily? Through Oprah Winfrey. When my mom was alive, she wanted to watch that garbage every day. And I would see it come in and she'd be watching Dr. Oz and I'd watch him. And not to say he didn't have any good points, but every single time I watched the guy, there were glaring things he was getting wrong or omissions or his solution typically was the wrong, tended to be the wrong solution, either in part or in totality. It was super obvious, I mean, for for me to, to be able to, to see that. Well, he's nothing more than a mouthpiece for the pharmaceutical companies. In reality, his heavy promotion of the H1N1 vaccines on ABC of last year. <clears throat> and th- wh- when did that happen? When officials learned that the vast majority of Americans were unwilling to risk the exposure. Now, this is good because now there's a lot of people that understand that this is bogus and this is garbage. And we need to keep hammering that point home to other people. Why? Because the media is doing the same thing on a daily basis, day in and day out. They have their propaganda machines. Okay? And so this is why we just don't put this information out one time and then just walk away and say, Okay, I've done my, I've done my job. I've done all I can do. I mean, granted, you have to do it as the Lord opens the doors. But if we keep hammering these points home week after week after week, giving confirmation week after week after week, it becomes to the point where you're convinced. You've been shown the truth. So, let's go further. Rupert Murdoch, ah, Rupert Murdoch, dubbed the most wicked man on the planet, 
who has, you know, a pornography empire, and, and he's one of the biggest people in all of, of media, whether it be print, video, whatever. Also, good old Rupert is a member of Rick Warren's Saddleback Church. And I'm sure Rick Warren hasn't given him a stern rebuke for all the garbage that he's into. Well, he'd have a kind of a hard time because Rick would have probably four fingers pointing back at himself if he tried that with Rupert. Anyway, I did a whole teaching on that. You go up to YouTube, Scott Johnson, either uh, Rupert, just Keen Rupert, R-U-P-E-R-T, you'll find it. Anyway, Rupert Murdoch and Lloyd Blankfein, the guy I just talked about, uh, found... Um, Lloyd Blankfein is also the co-chair of the Partnership for New York City, World Bank Ambassador, and America's leading energy industrialist and medical monopolist, uh, David Rockefeller. That, was, that wasn't written too well. Anyway, these three guys, Rupert Murdoch, Lloyd Blankfein, and David Rockefeller, um, are all integrally related to this Partnership for New York City, the World Bank, and then Chase Manhattan. Uh, the partnership for New York City was chartered by the Royal Family of England, a majority shareholder in General Electric, the world's largest company, that controls NBC, the news outlet, Universal, and Comcast. Okay, Comcast, you know, TV, and MSNBC with Bill Gates. So you see why we're saying that if you're going to them to get news you're going to believe in, you're going to be deceived on a daily basis. You're not going to, you're going to get some truth, obviously, but you're not going to get the real truth. Truth is also, the, the, uh, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Typically, we only hear the last part of the verse. But Jesus said, if you continue my word, make sure you're reading the right Bible. King James, in the English. Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So see, continuing in God's word opens us up to other truth as well. In other words, our mind, the washing of the water of the word, and we're going to be more receptive to other truth, like what we're talking about today. Let's go further. The Partnership for New York City is co-directed by Jeffrey B. Kindler, the chairman and CEO of Pfizer, another pharmaceutical. That's actually the world's largest drug company. Kindler stewards Pfizer through the multi-billion dollar acquisitions, also involving J.P. Morgan, and um, Goldman Sachs. You see how this is all related? Like I said, it's like this one big rat's nest. And all the rats are just kind of like, you know, scurrying back and forth and doing this and that and doing the work of their father, Satan. They of, you know, they're of their father, the devil, and of the lust of the father, of the lust of their father, they will do. The Pharmaceutical Research in Manufacturers of America, called Pharma, which is the drug industry's main trade organization, is also directed by Kindler. Pharma officials engage White House and Pentagon officials in private 
negotiations determining pricing for stockpiles of drugs and vaccines. Now, how corrupt can you get? Collusion, corruption. You've got the government absolutely in private negotiations with all this, and it's all integrally related. Dr. Horowitz views the covert administration of the multi-billion dollar pharmaceutical contracts as symptomatic of the industry's corruption. The corporate shell game is played using mergers and acquisitions directed by the same people. Their creation of the pharma trade organization provides the illusion of their legitimacy and fair competition. Price fixing occurs behind closed doors, explaining why prices are so widely, very so widely international. I mean, did you ever see those statistics? You'll see them sent out every once in a while on the profit margins they make off these drugs and how some of them are like 100,000%, and I mean that literally. It costs them like 2.9 cents to make the tablet, and they're charging $800 per tablet. Stuff like that. It really does go on. It's just unbelievable. Another gross example of corrupt government is Congressman Henry Waxman's treason against the American people for sneaking in the dietary supplement regulation language into the Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act of 2009, H.R. 4173. I believe I just sent out an email on this. For years, Waxman has attempted to pass legislation restricting consumer access to nutritional supplements on behalf of Big Pharma. The FDA, largely controlled by Big Pharma, contends regulating vitamins, minerals, herbs, homeopathics, oils, colloidal silvers, which has also been banned in in, uh, Europe. Now, I understand they have got some ways around that. But the reality is, is colloidal silver, you know, is, is highly, highly restricted now in, I believe, the European Union. Uh, and more natural products. Uh, anyway, I give you a link to this to this article. I also give you a link to my teaching I did on pharmaceuticals um, and sorcery, the roots of the modern day drug industry. I give you a link to that. Uh, and again, this is another reason you might want to stock up on some stuff because I don't know how much longer any of us are going to have access to any kind of true supplementation, whether it be vitamins, minerals, colloidal silver, herbs. You know, they have their way. It's all going to be pulled. And some of this stuff you can actually grow yourself. And I'll give you some resources near the end of this teaching uh, where you can kind of look into doing that. Uh, But anyway, that's the uh, end of that article. Next article. Scientists continue tampering with humanity. British scientists have used a new cloning method to create a three-parent human embryo. Three parent? I'm wondering, does it have like three heads when it comes out? I mean, this is crazy. The process involves destroying two human embryos and taking parts from each for a third embryo. Man, if that doesn't sound like Dr. Frankenstein, I don't know what does. Dr. David Prentice, Senior Fellow for Life Sciences at the Family Research Council, tells... One News Now, which is the name of the news network, it is really a process of cloning and genetic engineering. What are they doing? They're playing God. He said, quote, it's always phrased in the traditional way that they're going to cure all of the diseases with this new technology. Now, what a lie. 
what a total lie. Um, he says, but the bottom line is we're, we're manipulating young human life, destroying a lot of young human life in the process. And it's a eugenics technique to manufacture children. This is what this guy admitted to. This Dr. David Prentice. We're manipulating young human life, destroying, this is a quote, destroying a lot of young human life in the process. And it's a eugenics technique to manufacture children. Sounds like Nazi Germany. They had the Lebensborn uh, birthing homes where they would take, you know, women of pure Aryan stock, be able to trace their lineage back so many hundreds of years, and then they would have their Nazi SS come in there and impregnate them. And then many times what they would do is when she had the baby, another family would actually end up raising it and adopting it. And it was of the pure Aryan stock and lineage. What were they trying to create? The fifth root race. The Aryan God-man. Okay? What are we talking about here? We're talking about destroying human life in the process, and it's a eugenics technique, which is exactly what we were just talking about in Nazi Germany, to manufacture children. It's very, very similar. He predicts that this method could perhaps lead to designer babies at some point in the future. Designer babies. Is that kind of like designer genes? Like, remember Sassoon and Jordash? You know, the designer genes? They have designer babies. I mean, this is sick me. British scientists are seeking to license a license to proceed and Prentice, this doctor, notes that American scientists have used the same technique with monkeys and are seeking federal approval for further research. In this case, only 18 of the 80 cloning experiments showed any development. Good. I, I hope they all fall through. I mean, I, this is not something that needs to be pursued. And then they go on to say only three of the recombined embryos made it to the blast, blastos site stage. Uh, and then the uh, Family Research Council suggests was sticking with God's system. Well, yeah, amen, you know. Uh, anyway, I give you a link here to my teaching I did on cloning, DNA manipulation, and corrupting the seed. There's a link you can go listen to that if you want to know more about that particular subject. This Again, this is very much part of the whole corruption of the seed of mankind, which is exactly what they were endeavoring to do in Genesis 6. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. They took them wise all that they chose. In those days, these women bore giants, which is where we get the root word for, the, comes from the root word of Nephilim in the Bible, which are the fallen ones. And the seed of mankind became so corrupted that God had to destroy the whole world with a flood, saving eight people on the ark and the animals. That's how bad it got. Jesus Christ said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So we should be looking for the exact same things that went on in the days of Noah in this day. Well, this is one of the ways they're doing this. They're doing it under the guise of science. They're corrupting the seed of mankind. It's always been Satan's goal. It's always been Satan's goal. To corrupt the seed of mankind. And uh, this, is what we're, this is what we're looking at here. Um, also, this is something, again, I, I bring you these stories so that we can pray about them as well. I mean, this is wickedness. I really do believe that this type of 
of thing also defiles the land. Like the Bible says, innocent blood defiles the land. Well, this this stuff, when you're playing God like this, going into laboratory, making these cloned and genetically engineered babies, I, you know, who knows what kind of spiritual implications are involved with this. But it's wickedness. So anyway, let's go to the next article. And this is entitled, Doubt in the Bible is Behind the Cultural Decay. This is from Chick Publications, the Christian organization from the March-April uh, newsletter of this year. <clears throat> for Bible believers who are looking for a reason behind the current cultural crisis, they need to look no further than the modern-day Bible versions. A recent study indicates that there is a growing number of people who call themselves Christians, yet don't really believe the Bible to be God's word. Newsmakers have labeled them the Christian left, or the progressives. A Christian left, imagine that. Research indicates that they are very short on beliefs that match the biblical doctrines. Over 82% of those who identified themselves as conservative or the Christian right opposed same-sex marriage. Uh, whereas 59% of these Christian progressives, or the Christian left, actually favor same-sex marriage. While the conservative Christians believe that the cause of Americans, America's problem is moral decay, progressive Christians consider poverty and discrimination to be the causes. 67% of conservatives agreed that if people were brought to Christ, social ills would take care of themselves. Only 15% disagreed, whereas progressive Christians were almost exactly the opposite, with 61% disagreeing and 13% agreeing. The heart of the matter came out in their views on the Bible. As 84% of the conservatives and only 22% of the progressive, quote, Christians viewed the Bible as God's word. So in other words, these Christian left, these progressive Christians, only 22% of them view the Bible as God's word. Why would you even bother calling yourself a Christian, which is a follower of Christ? They were first called Christians at Antioch, according to the book of Acts. Why would you even call yourself a Christian if you didn't believe the Bible was God's word? It's what you base your faith on. It's the foundation upon which we base our faith on. Well, they have no foundation because they don't even believe the Bible is God's word. Why would you even bother calling yourself a Christian? Why not just, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. 21% of the progressive views viewed the Bible as simply, quote, one important source of wisdom. Linguist David W. Daniels, author of the book, Look What's Missing, and I give you a link to that book, and several other books on Bible versions, sees a direct connection between the modern versions and the loss of faith in the Bible. A direct connection between these modern versions and the loss of faith in the Bible. I've said this for years, I'm, and it's becoming more and more... And as the versions become more and more flagrant, and more and more away from the Word of God, do you think that's going to do anything to bring people to Christ? Or closer to God? The Bible says, Forever, O Lord, thy Word is settled in heaven. Well, if your Bible is getting further and further away from the words that are settled in heaven, how can that increase your faith? It can only really destroy it. And a little leaven leaveneth a whole lump. Leaven is, Jesus said, uh, one of the main descriptions of leaven that Jesus talked about is the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He said, which is what? Which is their doctrine. 
the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were actually trying to lead people astray in reality in the New Testament. They had gotten to that point where they were actually leading people astray. Jesus Christ referred to them as serpents and vipers, white sepulchers full of dead man's bones. They had added to the word of God. Okay? So, the Bible talks about adding to and taking away the word of God almost the last verse of Revelation. It's not something that I want to mess around with. It says if you add to the words of the book of this prophecy, you'll add any of the plagues in this book. And if you take away of the words of this book of the prophecy, I will take away your part out of the book of life. Well, that's not something I want to mess around with. That's for sure. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of things to look at with this. And I've done a whole study on this, and I give you the link at the very end regarding this uh, Bible study in the KJV. Uh, let's go further here. Uh, and anyway, he sees a direct connection between the modern versions and the loss of faith in the Bible. Remember, our really, when you boil it back down, and I've said this before many times, it boils down to faith. If the words of the Bible and the Bible you're reading have been corrupted, it is going to corrupt your faith. It is that important of a, of a subject. For instance, he was amazed to find out that the very doctrines that are being systematically removed from the modern Bibles are the very same ones the progressives are ignoring. For example, sodomites are no longer peers in the modern versions, being replaced by shrine or temple prostitutes, or even immoral persons. It is no coincidence that the people have started disbelieving in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit after the removal of the crucial words from 1 John 5, 7. Uh, in, the book, in his book, Look What's Missing, Daniel details over 250 scripture verses in 40 modern Bible ver- versions where words, phrases, or whole verses are in- omitted. Go up to the Bible and key in this keyword search for NIV Bible Quiz. And I believe you'll find the Bible quiz and they tell you to go to your NIV and look up these verses. And they're not even there. They are literally gone from your version. The NIV has over 64,000 less words than the KJV, which is almost 10% of the total text. You know, what, were they, what were they doing? Were they tithing those words to Satan? What, what could you say? They're tithing them to God? The Bible says not to remove the words, to add to or remove. So... Very risky stuff these people are doing. He draws comparisons that show that some versions even contradict each other. He shows how footnotes and bracketed verses only raise more doubt in the reader. If the translators couldn't decide what God really wanted to say, how is the reader going to figure out what the truth is? In Matthew 24, 35, Jesus promised his words would remain even if heaven and earth passed away. Daniels asks, if Jesus made this promise, where should we look to find them then? So-called textual textual scholars try to tell us that only the original manuscripts were true. If so, then Jesus did not keep his word. If we are not sure we have God's preserved words, then we can pick and choose what we like from the flawed copies of the Bible. This is what I did when, when I first got, well, when I finally got into the church after being saved. This is exactly what I did. I had all my different versions, and I would kind of pick and choose what I liked, and then I got to the point where I was actually reinterpreting what the verse meant and writing out different verses on what I thought it meant. 
It's the whole thing. It's like you're playing God. It's like you're questioning God's word. It's just like Genesis 3, where Jesus, where, where Satan, the serpent, said to Eve, Yea, hath God said. Did he really say that? No, I think he meant this. This is the temptation you get into with these other versions. I mean, I know I've been there. I've done it. So I can kind of have a little bit of a basis for commenting on that. Um, from what... From that we can get the Christian left who believe our salvation is in the government and not God. Evidently the Christian left believes that, that their salvation is in the government, not God. Daniels finishes by pointing out that the reader, to the reader, the one version that comes from over 5,000 manuscripts that substantially agree and were faithfully copied and translated. Jesus did keep his promise, says Daniel. Honest research points to the King James Bible as God's preserved words for the English-speaking world. So, that's another thing um, that, that you can look at. I give you my link here to the KJV, KJV defended as God's preserved word at the very end here. Okay, next few articles and then we'll finish out here. Uh, this one is many prepping for the worst. <clears throat> Candles and wood, it's Deb Griffin's theme. The Manor Township woman doesn't want to give up her dishwasher or her refrigerator, but she said disaster could strike. Civilization shouldn't count on always having these cushy things. So she's laying away supplies for a rainy day. She started to fill the pantry of her suburban home with canned pineapple juice, beans, high-energy snacks. She has fastened a large kerosene lamp uh, to the wall of her living room. She has hand tools galore, a fireplace, bundles of wood from a home improvement store. She has an emergency pack in case she needs to clear out. I have flashlights that are of a crank style, meaning you crank them and they're not dependent on batteries. Um, She also has plenty of company. Emergency preparedness is growing in American subculture um, and that some adherents claim is bigger than the Tea Party movement. People who become, quote, preppers often already have a self-sufficiency mindset, said Art Markman, University of Texas cognitive psychologist who tracks the preparedness movement. Calamities such as Hurricane Katrina and the Wall Street meltdown stoke the impulse because they stir doubt over whether the government can handle the mess. (laughs) And again, you shouldn't ever put your faith in this wicked government, ever. Uh, Markman wrote in an email, quote, when trust erodes, people want to take over more. Basic responsibilities for themselves. People who feel like they are taking care of their own needs are decreasing the anxiety caused by mistrust. Well, again, this is one of the ways. I mean, if you're wringing your hands and you're totally dependent, if you've done nothing to prepare for the coming evil, okay, if you've done nothing to act as like the Bible says, consider the ant, thou slugger, you know, he stores up and harvest. So he has food in the winter. If you've done nothing, I can see why you'd, you'd have a lot of anxiety. Particularly if you've been shown this information and, you, and you've done nothing to act upon it. Uh, I would propose that the reason you probably have the anxiety is because you should be doing something. Okay. Now I understand, everybody's in different financial positions. Everybody can't do the same thing, but we can all do something. Okay. I give you, this is from the Raiders News Network, and then I give you, I, I pasted their books for survival Year-round home gardening, self-sustaining, living off the grid. I, I don't, again, the, the absolute 99% of what I put up here, I have no vested interest in whatsoever. I'm just trying to give you 
the the tools to prepare. Okay, the one book is techniques for vegetable gardeners, and another one surviving on the land, another one four season harvest, um, fresh food from small places, the new organic grower preserving without freezing or canning, and natural home healing, and then also the vegan rustic cooking through the seasons. I wanted to have a book for all the vegans out there. Getting in touch with their inner child. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway. Um, not coming down on vegans. It's just that uh, I kind of wanted to throw that in. Anyway. Next article. The nifty stagecoach silver round. That's a word we all need to use a little more. I think nifty. It's just kind of a bygone word and we need to use that a little bit more in our Daily conversation. Sorry. Kidding. Just teasing there. Anyway, but I think this is pretty nifty. Uh, Somebody emailed this to me the other day. It says, protect and prepare for any oncoming crisis when you own this divisible one-ounce stagecoach silver round from Northwest Territorial Mint. Delivered factory fresh. Each .999 fine silver round is made from high quality, widely recognized uh, Northwest Territorial Mint Silver Bullion. Now, again, I don't have any vested interest in this. I just thought this was kind of neat. Each stagecoach silver round indicates where to cut for the equal quarters. It's actually in a four-quarter divisible round. It's so cool. Thus giving you the potential to split them should the need arise. See, one of the, the, the things that would happen in the day coming day and age is that if we had, let's say... This is why good, if, if you're going to invest in silver, you should have some junk, uh, what they call junk silver dimes, which are very, very small uh, ways to denominate. That would be really over um, uh, compensating for what we're talking about right here. Because if you had like junk silver, what they call junk quarters, which are much, much smaller than a one ounce silver round, then you would have a way to actually make smaller change. Okay, for instance, if you were wanting to, if we go into a barter type of environment and you have a one ounce silver round, and let's say silver at that point is forty bucks an ounce, or who knows what it might go to, because it's artificially being suppressed. We just documented that last week and in many other studies. The gold and the silver prices should at least be most likely double, if not triple, of what they are right now. If you have like a one ounce, if not more. You had one out silver round, and let's say, for argument's sake, it's worth 40 bucks, and you're wanting to buy a $5 item, well, you have a problem. You have to make change. So, again, it's just one more thing to think about if you have junk silver dimes, junk silver quarters. And by junk, I mean silver quarters that are in dimes that have no numismatic value, meaning they're not collectible. Okay, They're just wore out silver dimes and quarters from times past. Okay, they're not collector's pieces, which is what I would advise having on hand. Because in a barter economy, people aren't really going to be concerned about if it's collectible. Wow, I want to add this to my collection. You know, you mean while like the whole world's you know dissolved around you, and, and you know there's no food or, or water, and you're worrying about collectability. I don't think that's going to be a factor. You know what I mean? So anyway, just something to to think about. The um, and then. It says the averse displays a stagecoach racing out of town and the text for when you need to get out of Dodge. That's what it actually says on the coin. The reverse displays a one ounce symbol in each divisible sections of the bar. So you can actually divide this coin. So if theoretically, if you didn't have junk silver 
uh, junk um, dimes or quarters, and you just wanted to have one thing that you bought, you could buy these, and you'd kind of have it all in one one thing, which is really kind of cool. Uh, but even junk silver dimes you, would be even be of smaller divisibility. So anyway, something to think about there. Um, let's go further. Here's a listener tip on how to collect water if none is available. This is from one of my listeners. It says, um, hey, here's a way of getting water when it's hard to find. Tie towels around your shins, and this isn't a joke, this is true, and walk through the grass when it is wet from the dew in the morning. When the towels get wet from the dew on the grass, you can wring them out and drink the water. Now, I'm talking, this is worst case scenario here, but you never know when you might be in a position where this is reality. And this is an ingenious idea. Tie, tie towels around your shins, walk through the grass when it's wet from the dew in the morning. Okay, it's a way, it's kind of a water collection way. Um, when the towels get wet from the dew on the grass, you can wring them out, drink the water. Or you can suck on the towels to get the water. I'd probably want to wring them into something. You may want to strain the water through a coffee filter or a clean rag as the towels will collect bugs and some other plant matter as you're walking. We'll just think of that as extra protein. Sorry. Kidding. Anyway, but otherwise, it's a good clean water, perfectly distilled by God. Great. Ingenious. And something like that, you never know, could save your life. Because water is going to be more of an overriding thing. I mean, when you get into survival issues, water, you, you can't go that long without water. You can go a long time without food, but not that long without water. So, this may be something that you never know might save your life. Uh, anyway, that is the end of today's study. Um, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you, Lord God, for all your goodness and mercy you've bestowed upon us. I thank you, Lord God, for my listeners. I pray you bless them, Lord God, abundantly. The blood of Jesus Christ be over them, that your angels would encamp around about them, Lord God, in heaven. Uh, Lord God, that you would give us the discernment and the wisdom ahead of time, Lord God, and, and when the battle is raging as well, on to know exactly what to do. If you want it to, uh, Lord God, if you want us to be in a certain place before things get bad, I do pray, God, you would convict all of us in our own individual, individual ways where you want us to be, Lord God, how you want us to um, prepare for the future, whatever you would have us do, Lord God. I just pray that you put us in a position, if it be your will, of strength and not of weakness, that we could be beacons of light to those that are unprepared when things do get back, that we would be able to direct them to the Lord Jesus Christ and show them, even in your word, that these things were predicted, Lord, that you would use mightily the body of Christ for this end regarding the day and times to come, that Jesus Christ's name would mightily be glorified through the body of Christ, that you'd forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And if, Lord God, any of, of us are out there that have not forgiven totally, I pray, Lord God, you'd give them that ability to forgive any who have sinned against them, because the Bible says if you do not forgive, if you do not have mercy upon those that have sinned against you, then, then Jesus, God will not have mercy on you. We need to be able to forgive other people, Lord, that you'd cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.